Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cake Diaries. For those of you that aren't familiar, this is a podcast where we talk about all things business, starting a business, running a business, mainly cake businesses or baking businesses and catering. And we also discuss any dilemmas that you have, whether that's related to customers or just cakes in general and business, etc. So we're going to get right into our first official episode. So I'm very, very excited for this. So I thought what better way to start off the podcast apart from the intro one where I can tell you everything about me and how I started this business. I thought I kind of wanted to do one where you guys get to know how I started this, how it came about because a lot of people assume that I was baking for a long time or I had a crazy amount of money before I started this business and those are two things that are very untrue. So I kind of wanted to just explain what happened and give you a full story of the past year because it's now April. Um, I think it's roughly around the 26th, I think, when I'm actually recording this. But I started my business in June last year. So it's almost a year. And I thought, what better way to start it off than to talk about how crazy the past year has been. So we're going to get right into it. If you're not familiar with who I am, I am Amy from Sweet Things by Amy. You can find me on Instagram and also YouTube under that name. I make YouTube videos relating to business, day in the life videos, etc. So if you want to go and check those out, then do. Um, But otherwise, you can find me on Instagram and see all my cake photos and much more. So we're going to get right into the story because it's quite a long one. So... Back in May last year, um, actually, let's start from March. So as you're all aware, if you are anywhere in the world by now, you'd be aware. But obviously, COVID hit um, in March last year, which changed everyone's lives, I think. And it got to the point in my previous job where COVID was having quite a big impact on it. And that's not in terms of like furlough or anything like that. I'm more talking in the sense of the general morale of the job. I was a credit controller before this. I trained in accountancy for the past three years. So I used to work at the council before that job. And then I started working at an independent company. So at the council, I was doing accounts payable for anyone that is into accountancy. So I would pay amounts of money to simplify it for you. Whereas this job was collecting money, which is always more difficult. Um, Obviously, if people want to pay, then it can be quite easy. But if people don't want to pay, then it's very difficult. And as soon as COVID hit, it just got very difficult. Um, And also, it just wasn't very enjoyable. You know, you you're trying to collect money when the whole country doesn't really have any money. So the job just got not very enjoyable and I wanted to find some way out and because of COVID no one was employing so I kind of shot myself in the foot there because I was thinking well I can't go anywhere else and I don't want to stay here so and I got in this mindset where the job was so unenjoyable and the morale was just not great within the team that I was so eager to leave that I would do anything and Even though I have only baked for charity events when I worked at the council, and I mean, this was five years ago now, I used to bake for charity bake sales and I would bake two layer cakes, you know, simple, covered in chocolate fondant or, um, you know, vanilla buttercream, anything like that. Just simple, simple cakes. And I would make stuff like that and it wouldn't look great, but I would take it to the charity event and it would sell. And that was that. But then I saw all these lockdown 
bakeries opening and I thought oh that looks quite fun and if I'm completely honest I jumped on the trend however I will say this before we go any further I did it properly so if anyone out there you know is thinking about all the unregistered bakers that started in lockdown I was not one of those I did it all legitimately but um so yeah I saw all these bakeries opening and I was thinking you know what I'm gonna try because I'm very creative I sew I paint um, I make clay, ceramics, I do so many different creative things, including like photography, making videos for YouTube. So I just thought, you know, why not add something else to my hobbies and just see whether I like it. And I did a few cupcakes and cake pops and things like that, little things that were quite simple. I made one cake um, before I actually started trading. So that was interesting. Um, and... I thought, you know what, this is fun. And I thought, if I can make enough money off this to live, like not even to live well, like if I can make enough money off this to live comfortably, pay my bills, that is all I'm worried about. Bearing in mind my bills are, you know, like two, three hundred pounds a month. So I was thinking if I could make that, I would be way happier than in my accountancy job where if I'm being completely honest, I was earning, you know, sixteen hundred a month. So it was a big risk to do that and I think this is what a lot of people don't necessarily know about me they think that maybe I had all this money when I started and I definitely didn't and it also doesn't take a lot of money to start which is kind of what I wanted people to realize in this episode so basically I had planned everything out I'd started baking I'd started um, selling I'd registered and I didn't know that you had to wait the 28 days so I had registered and then I started trading within two weeks of that so but they didn't seem to mind the council were completely happy with that luckily but I started trading two weeks early I wouldn't recommend it just because if they do try and come around for an inspection and you're already trading that might not be so good but um, luckily they didn't come and inspect until September so as I was saying I started trading and I was still working in my job. So this was a bit awkward because obviously I was still working there. And if you're in any kind of office job, it's probably going to look a bit weird if you start a bakery business alongside that, because where are you wanting it to go? You know, so I obviously wanted to build up a bit of momentum before I left, which I would definitely recommend. So I had orders before I actually left. So I did four weeks where I didn't actually tell them that I was leaving um, just because the morale wasn't very good so I didn't want to make it any worse um, so I kept it all to myself I got all my practice in I did all my safe food better business all my paperwork everything like that filled out all the forms and got my recipes in order my costing so that I had a good like price list set out for when I was sort of getting the ball rolling and trading full-time so then at the end of June, I left my job. I went on holiday for a week. And then when I came back, it was like full blast, you know, making cakes, making cupcakes, brownies, all sorts. And it went really, really well. Um, But the main part of this story is basically that I did not have any money. Um, And that's me being brutally honest. I had no money when I left that job. I had my last paycheck and that went on bills and any startup costs, anything like that. So I did not have any money to start the business, um, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but it hasn't done me any harm. I think if anything, it motivated me a bit more to not just let the business sit. I needed it to grow in order to make money, but I didn't have any money. 
and I also was advertising by word of mouth and just taking loads of photos and putting them all over Instagram and Facebook, advertising that way. I made lots of um, cakes with like dummies, so to get lots of photos, and I made lots of brownies and cupcakes and gave them away to family and friends so that I could get my reviews up, um, and then eventually they all now pay, but that's kind of how I started it, but it was more out of necessity rather than anything. I wanted to leave my job and the only way that I could do that is to start something else. There were no jobs available, so I made a job basically. And yeah, that's basically how it started. Um, it's kind of crazy to think about it now because I was in such a bad headspace then. And with you know everything that's going on with COVID, your headspace can change, but I'm definitely a thousand times happier. So a quick note that I would say to anyone is if you're not enjoying your job and you have the opportunity to change that, then do, because it will definitely make a difference. Um, I know it can be difficult depending on like dependence and things like that, but this kind of shows you that you don't have to have loads of money to start a business. You can build it from the ground up and earn the money and then put that back into the business. So that's how that started. And then it kind of went on a bit because it got to August time um, and I was doing okay considering I'd just started and I mean I was thinking to myself any amount of money will suffice because I was so much happier than when I was in my old job that that's how much I wanted to leave because I was thinking you know even if I don't earn as much as long as I'm happier and that was the way that it was but I thought when things started to open up in September time, I thought, well, if I can earn more money from doing something part time, then why not? So I started working in a care home and I did that for two months, got some savings to put aside so that I had some spare money, especially because we kept coming in and out of lockdown like no tomorrow. So I was thinking I want some money just in case sales go down if we go in another lockdown and people aren't buying. So then I had some money aside and I left that because there was rising cases in COVID um, actually in the care home. So I was thinking I don't want to get it um, and pass it on to like my parents and stuff like that. So I left that before Christmas and then I've been full time like solely on the business since January. So I've been doing, I've made merch, I started doing postals I do postal brownies and I also post all of my art prints, my merch and also cake pops all on my Etsy and then I also have my own website so I've changed over to that now. Um, what else do I do? I've got the ceramics, I have YouTube which I'm now earning from which is amazing so for anyone that watches my YouTube and supports it thank you so much because I love making the videos and it's just nice to be able to earn an income off it as kind of like an appreciation for making them. So that's amazing. And yeah, I just get to make cakes for a living, which is honestly a dream. Every time I make a cake, I'm so happy because that's my favourite part, I think. Although I love the brownies and cupcakes and small things, I do love the cakes because they're so creative. And I've had so many wedding inquiries this year which is also crazy to me so it just shows you how much something can grow if you really want it to and I just think you need to put in the hard work put in the hours and if the passion is there which a lot of people I mean 
I feel passionate, but it's different when someone else tells you. But a lot of people in my comments always say that you're really passionate about your work, which is amazing. So that definitely helps me. But if you're looking for something to be passionate about, then whether that's a cake business or any other type of business, if you put your all into it, you'll either find that you're really passionate about it or you'll find that you don't enjoy it. And neither of those is wrong. But if you find that it's something that you end up loving and that you would quit your job for, then do it. Because if it's enjoyable and if it makes you a wage, then it's definitely worth it. Even if it is stressful sometimes because you are your own boss, you are the organiser, you're the admin, the creative mind behind the whole business. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And yeah, that is basically how I started the business in a very quick nutshell. Um, That was a lot quicker to explain than I expected it to be. Um, But if you have any questions on it, make sure to head over to my Instagram because you can feel free to ask me any questions on there or on my YouTube. But that is how I started the business. And I'm hoping in the next few episodes, I can talk about the mindset behind running a business and taking the leap to start one, all the things that come into it, things to consider. And I just want to be able to help as many people as I can, basically, with this podcast. It's another outlet for me. I love YouTube, but it's another form of... I feel like I want to be kind of like an Agni aunt for you guys. And I want you to come and watch or listen because I'm hoping that eventually I can have a podcast video on YouTube, which you'll be able to watch. But at the moment, it's just listening. Um, But I'm hoping that you can listen to this podcast and at least learn one thing that you can put into practice in your business because there's so many times where I wish that there was someone to do the same for me and there wasn't so that's why I love doing these YouTube videos and podcast episodes because so many people say how helpful it is and there was so little content when I started out that I basically had to learn it all myself And I feel like now I'm just a mind of knowledge, so I just want to share it as much as possible. But I just wanted this episode to show you that whether it's out of necessity or the fact that you do have the money, if you have the money to start a business, then it's definitely an investment and you can put that money into it and allow it to grow. But you also don't need a lot of money. There are plenty of ways that you can um, get supplies and equipment like things like mixers and anything like that I waited a few months before I even got a stand mixer I was using a hand mixer for months and then I got really tired of it because my hand was aching and it couldn't do big bowls of cake mix and when I started doing cakes I thought I need a stand mixer and I took the conscious decision of getting a KitchenAid and although it's a expensive item I found that rather than spending two to three hundred pounds on a different machine that I would end up exchanging for a KitchenAid, I could put that three hundred pounds towards the machine that I actually wanted. And for me, like I say, it was an investment. I knew that I would be able to make the money back somehow. Um, And there's definitely options out there. Like you can do part pay, you can do, um, you know, buy now, pay later. So it's not a case of you necessarily needing a lot of money to start a business. It's doing it the right way and like thinking about things before you do them and planning it out. Because if you plan out your costing and you buy certain equipment on a 
pay later basis then you can definitely utilize the start of the business in terms of having no money and earning that money and then putting that back into the business by paying off various things that you had a startup cost so there's definitely ways around not having the money to start it up because I know so many people message me saying that they don't necessarily want to leave a job that's comfortable to start another one and vice versa like they they don't have the money so they don't want to leave the job or they do have the money and they still aren't sure um but I think you just have to be aware that it might be a wage drop in the beginning but if it grows to what you want it to then the wages definitely do go up but it just depends you have to think about what you want the business to be I think over the past year mine has definitely grown into something that was completely different to what it started off as mine started off as a kind of jack of all trades and I've managed to get it down to a specific style and particular things things like my brownies I think I'm probably one of the only people from the kind of research I've done in my area I'm one of the only people that does a lot of brownies um everyone else in my area typically does cupcakes which I don't do at all really apart from on request with cakes or with brownie boxes but I don't ever do them on their own and I don't really mind that um and I find that brownies and cakes are my like top items and then also cake pops because again not a lot of people in my area do them so you'll become kind of like you'll get your niche basically so I started off where I didn't have a niche I was doing everything and now I have more of a niche that I am recognized for and just a style of cake even though many people make various different cakes that all can look similar I feel like things like colour scheme, the style of your cake in terms of height and drip, any toppings in particular, anything like that that can set you apart. But we will be talking about that in future episodes in terms of gaining customers and being a unique business so that you aren't just like everyone else because that's definitely what stunts your growth in terms of your business building and gaining more customers and becoming something even bigger than it started off to be is a lot of the time they have this unique idea that they capitalize on because it's something that makes a lot of money and that's how it grows so you need to find something that you can capitalize and then you'll be able to grow your business to a point where you're happy with how big it is or you can continue to grow it just indefinitely which a lot of businesses do do they they sell certain parts of their business and create new products and new lines so yeah it's it's a very complicated thing starting a business and there's there's so much to think about from the get-go of where you want it to go to because a lot of people don't necessarily want it to be this big thing some people just want to earn a reasonable wage and some people want it to be this big dream which I can definitely agree with I definitely don't want my business to just be another cake business I want it to be this multi I think the word is faceted multifaceted I think that's the right word but where there's just 
lots of elements to it. I like the idea of having a business that has, it's kind of like an umbrella and it's got all these external areas in it, whether they're products, merchandise, teaching, guides on how to do various things depending on what the business is. I just like the idea of having all these outlets. So that's definitely where I want my business to go. It's just as a one man band having the time and energy to get it there. So we're definitely working on it, but that's where the business started and this is kind of just talking about where I want it to go. So I wanted to kind of end the second half of this episode in my thoughts and just what my plans are for the business because then at least by the end of this episode being the first official one you'll be able to get an idea of where I started and where I aim to be. I don't have a particular time scale. I am currently reading, I mean I say currently I've just bought it and it's just arrived and I would definitely recommend it because when we're talking about starting businesses and where you started and where you ended up I think I should mention this but there's two books which I just got today from Amazon and I watched a podcast which was Grace Beverly who is the CEO of Tala um, Band and also Shreddy so it's kind of like a fitness range She's a multi-million dollar business and she's very, very successful and very smart. And I think it's good to mention in this because where she started and where she is now is crazy. And the same goes for this next person who is also on the podcast. He hosts it and that is Stephen Bartlett. And he is 25 and he's very, very inspiring. He has a multi-million dollar business and when I say multi I mean 300 million dollar business by the age of 25 which I'm 21 and I'm 22 this year so I'm setting my goals for 25 just because it's a nice round number I don't like to do exactly five years because that would be 27 and that just doesn't sound right to me so we're going with 25 and this is basically where I want to be by that point um fingers crossed because I feel like I've done a lot in a year so I think we could get there by 25 but these two books Grace Beverly's is working hard hardly working and it's basically about utilizing your time and how she created these three businesses two of which were while she was studying at Oxford Uni so I'm very very excited to read that And then Stephen Bartlett's is about how he created his $300 million business. And his is called Happy Sexy Millionaire, which is what he wrote down when he said, I want to be here when I'm 25. He said that by the age of 25, he wanted to be a happy, sexy millionaire, which I just think is a lovely term. I do love that. Um, So basically, this is now where I want to be by the time I'm 25. This has changed so many times and I've talked to so many people about where I want it to be. And initially it was very different to how it is now. Um, So it would be very interesting to see whether it continues on that path. But where it started, and I think it's important to share this because it encourages you not to make rash decisions because something can change so quickly and also the logistics of something, the monetary 
um, logistics of it as well as just where you are th- what you're thinking at that point so initially I wanted to have a shop and I wanted to have a a couple of shops and I wanted it to be this big I don't know what like franchise and that has very much changed and I realized that one that would tie me down to having a shop so you know going on holidays any time off um anything like that it just ties you to the shop and also it's a lot of commitment because it's a it's a seven day a week project and it also is another outcome so um or outgoing sorry so it's another thing to pay for which if you're trying to grow your business and utilize it money wise then you don't want to be having unnecessary expenses and I think what I've learned from the past year is that people are completely happy coming and collecting from your house it's not ideal in my parents house but if I maybe by 25 hopefully had my own house then that would get rid of that problem because it could effectively be my shop so I'd have a cake room I would have the facility to do collections from the house without bothering anyone else so that's the plan now initially it was have a shop but when I'm spending a thousand pounds on the rent and the overheads for that that's a lot of money that I'm losing whereas I can have a house which I'd already be paying for and then run my business from that and if anything I quite like it because I mean I have a dog which she's like a child to me so that means that I'm at home with her and it's just for ease um you know you you wake up you go to your kitchen and that's it there's no commute um it's just a lot simpler and it's just another thing not to have to worry about in terms of like you know theft or break-ins anything like that you wouldn't have to worry because it's your house um so that's the first thing which changed um I you know I was hoping to do this big shop experience and then I realized that one that would lose money and two it would tie me down something which I might not necessarily want to commit to straight away at least especially if things go up and down you'd have to be very sure to know that you would get the customers the second thing I wanted and I still want to it's just the logistics but again I'm hoping that in the next, what, three years, I'd be able to make my mind up on this one. I initially wanted to do um, cooking classes, which I would love to do still. Um, I wanted to do them for all ages, mainly kids, because I think it's such a nice thing for kids to learn. So this is definitely one of my goals still. It's just the logistics have slightly changed. So I was thinking that I could have somewhere in a shop, you know, like a back room, that I could use but now I'm thinking that I could rent out a unit potentially and have the classes in there and also you can do them from home so this is another thing that I've put on my list of goals is that you can do one-to-one classes at home and if anyone is considering it fellow bakers it is in all honesty it is a money maker and because you're doing a one-to-one class which no one else can do like if if you've got the skill and they want you to teach them then that's something that you can't just you know you can't buy online it's your knowledge so someone will pay for your time 
and because it's a skill it's a good thing to capitalize off and it's also a nice thing to do because you're sharing your knowledge it's the same thing that I do on YouTube I like sharing my knowledge because it helps people out and the amount of people that I get asking me if I do one-to-one sessions so that's another thing I'd quite like to do it's something that I would do when I have my own place just out of privacy and like ease whereas living with my parents I wouldn't want to be doing one-to-one classes having you know strangers coming in and out the house but it's definitely an option so that's the first two things having a house which I can work from rather than a shop and classes and I would also like to have more online products expand that so I have merch I have postals I would like to expand both of those I want to have more merch lines more things available to you guys, maybe custom pieces that I can do where I design it based around your business, which is something that I really like the idea of. And then also to have more spreadsheets and website templates and also cake guides, which is something that's coming so, so soon. I am currently in the works of writing them all out, but having cake guides and cupcake guides so that it will include a recipe it will be a basic recipe which you can alter to make bigger or smaller cakes and it will be a little bit universal in that sense but it will be one flavor and I'll give you some tips on how to swap the flavors around if you wanted to use the same recipe but that is what I'm currently working on so we're working on a cake guide and then we'll be doing a cupcake one as well and maybe but I don't think I will do this because my brownies are so sort of they are a specialty so in terms of my business so I'm not sure I'd want to give that away um but I will be definitely doing a cake guide and a cupcake guide because they're both things that require decoration if that makes sense so cakes you can have my recipe but you won't necessarily be able to decorate the same as I do so in terms of the style so that's why I'm happy making something like that and I think it's also a nice thing to do because again it's a bit like the one-to-one sessions but it's a guide that people can look through it's step by step it's got all the ingredients in it all the instructions method like that and also any tips tricks everything that you need to make a cake or a cupcake so I'm hoping that that will be helpful that's what I'm currently working on because some people have asked for it so I'm hoping to get that out very soon so I want to have more guides and like learning material basically by the time I'm 25 I want to have kind of I would hope this is again something that's in the works but I'm hoping that maybe I can do tutorials so I've inquired and it's something that I can definitely do, I just need the time to film tutorials. So this will be that they'll have a tutorial bank and you can just go on there and look at whatever tutorial you want and you pay a one-time fee and it's just you get a login and you can access it whenever you want basically. So that's another thing that I need to get in the works but Like I say, these are goals for by the time I'm 25, so I do have time. I don't want to rush anything and it end up being bad quality, so I always want to make sure that I'm doing things with the right timing. 
but that is where I want to be. So we started with where I started off, which was almost a whole year ago, which like I say is crazy to me. And now we're sort of reflecting on the past year and putting out where I want to be in the next few years. So that is where we're currently at. That is my reflection on the past year. So I'd quite like to hear where you guys want to be and like where you started as well. So like I say with everything... Feel free to comment on any of my YouTube videos or just message me on Instagram and let me know that you listen to the podcast and that you um, wanted to kind of put your input in. I might, as this is the first one, start posting them on my YouTube. It's just the thought that I had. So if you're watching this on YouTube, then let me know because um, I'm interested. But I'm thinking that I might upload them onto YouTube so that we have a playlist for them. And then when I start uploading the podcast video, we won't be missing any episodes from the beginning. So we will see. But that's um, what I'm thinking to do. So let me know if this is already up. Then let me know if you like having it on YouTube. There will soon be video as well as actual kind of voice. I'm still getting used to the whole podcast, like not being able to watch actually listening to it um but yeah that is where we're planning to be another thing I would like to do is expand the podcast expand my youtube channel I would love to have more of a kind of like better video quality for my youtube and more like not staged but that kind of professional setup but I guess that comes with having more experience and also having the facility to do so we are having our kitchen done up so I'm looking forward to that because um it will be a brighter space because we'll have lighter worktops and lighter cupboards it will be grey cupboards and white worktops so it will be really good for filming um because it will be lighter um and it'll make it a bit more of a brighter space so I'll definitely give you guys a tour on my YouTube when we do that, but that's what's in the works currently. So, I think we went off track quite a few times in that podcast. (laughs) I'm still getting used to, I mean, I like to ramble, so let me know if you don't mind, but I feel like sometimes I go off track and then I come back to where I started, but I'm hoping that you guys like listening to me ramble because, yeah, I wanted to just start this one off I thought it made sense to show you where I started because I'm starting a completely new podcast and I wanted to explain and start from the beginning rather than starting randomly in the middle so that is where I started and where I want to end up so hopefully we can reflect in a few years and I will be there we will see But I'm definitely going to be reading these books that I bought because that will be a very interesting read. And I will keep you guys updated on that because they're very business related. So I'll probably be mentioning a lot about them in the future podcasts because we're doing a lot of business related podcasts in the next few. So but I think the next one is definitely going to be mindset 
So if you follow the podcast and I believe you can like it as well, then you can be notified when I upload a new episode and be the first to hear it. So if you did enjoy this podcast, be sure to let me know on my Instagram or on my YouTube. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram on YouTube, then you can find me at Sweet Things by Amy. And I look forward to having you listening next week. So thanks for listening to The Cake Diaries and I will speak to you guys next week. Bye guys.